This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. The scripture for today is from various sections of Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. This morning, um, I have the... uh the honor and the pleasure of um, introducing um, Ted and Micah, or Ted and Noah Hammett. You guys want to come on up? And just to give you guys a little bit of background, um, the Hammetts, as they are known as a collective, um, are uh, uh, Ted and Renee uh, and their three boys have been uh, part of this congregation for a really long time. And um, a few years ago, so three years ago to be exact, um, Ted and Noah volunteered very, very bravely to um, share as a father and son kind of an interview style about their life and their faith and kind of going back and forth and chatting about this in a very real way. And so um, that was when you were littler, right? Littler, yeah, he was smaller. Yeah, Noah was in the eighth grade, and and Ted, of course, hasn't changed a, an a, or aged a day. Um, younger, he is going backwards. Um, but three years later, we um, we wanted to kind of catch up with where they are in their lives, and so um, just a chance to kind of hear from some real guys about real life. So here you go. Thank you. I told Noah I was going to look out and see people I know. Raise your hand if I know you. Okay, good. I don't, I don't feel alone now. Okay, well, I'm Noah. This is Ted. Um, I dad, am... Dad. Dad. Uh, I am 17. He is a youthful 54. Um, uh, and before we get started, I'd just like to say um, that... Uh, I would have loved it if the James Bond theme was played up here. Um, but the worship band decided to go a different direction, and I respect that. Uh, so, uh, uh, like was said, uh, we did this three years ago, um, and we did a question and answer uh, format. 
Um, and we had some general questions about what it meant to be a Christian. Um, but more than that, it was about uh, a father and son having a conversation that mattered. Um, and that was the title of the uh, deal. And uh, this time, uh, we called it An Unexpected Journey, which was kind of an ad-lib title. Um, we went over a couple different titles, but uh, that's one we landed on. Um, <clears throat> another option was Biblical Assassins. Um, again, we went a different direction. Um, it sounded cooler. Though. It sounded cooler. Um, but, you know, less applicable. Um, and um, uh, I'd, I'd just like to say um, that for me and my father both, um, the one uh, underlying statement, uh, we call it a statement of faith, um, that we, we want to get out there before we even get started with anything, um, is uh, Jesus is Lord. Uh, and that's the most important thing, um, the, the message we want to get out overall. And uh, we had a whole hour-long discussion around that statement. I was like, what do you mean by that? And I went into this big diatribe, and I said, well, you could just say it in three words. And he goes, oh, okay, I can handle that. So Jesus is Lord, because everything we're going to say is based on that premise and doesn't matter without that premise. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, why now. And a lot of you know us, probably a few of you don't. Those of you that do know us uh, know that... um, we've had an unexpected journey in our lives. um, Can you flash the next slide, please? This is... uh, I hadn't practiced this with with the photo up, so... This is my son, Micah, and his mom, Renee. And uh, not even three months ago, Micah passed away. I didn't cry in all the practices, did I? Uh, Micah took his own life. And uh, Mo and I talked about uh, what are we going to talk about, what are we not going to talk about. I came to him like four weeks after Micah's service, and I said, Hey, Noah, you know, we did this like three years ago. What do you think about getting up sharing again? And I knew he would say, say, Yeah, I think I could do that. So he went to the pastors, and we said, Hey, we'd like to share. And and, uh, lo and behold, they thought it was a good idea, too. Let's thank you for that opportunity. We are grateful for that. Um, so the question, obvious question, is why? Why on earth now? So Noah and I talked a little bit about this, but uh, we know we see in Scripture and examples in uh, Paul and Jesus, and certainly David lamenting in the Psalms that uh, it's when things are rough and when things are difficult uh, that you want to share with your family. So you can mutually experience that healing process. So it really became uh, not just why now, but uh, how could we not now? So that's why we're here. Kind of want to introduce the concept of Noah and I call squeaky mic moments. So we've got some lighthearted stuff and we've got some heavy stuff. And give an example of your squeaky mic moment. (coughs) Ten dropping (coughs) silence. So you may get a couple of those. So last, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. We've only practiced this 18 times. The one qualifying statement I want to make is uh, Noah shared our statement of faith. There's a statement of flesh, which is uh, we're just sinners. We got who love Jesus, and we're we got issues, don't we, Noah? Definitely. Definitely. We'll leave it at that. You're on. Uh, okay. So uh, just a little bit about um, how, uh, how we went about this. Um, so about we started about six, seven weeks ago. Um, and at first, for the first uh, couple of weeks, we just, you know, met twice a week. 
uh, in one of the coffee shops and uh, played chess. Um, and uh, well, I played chess. He lost at chess. Um, <laughs> and uh, drank some coffee, and we talked about it. And we decided we wanted to go uh, with a similar format that we did last time. Um, but a uh, question and answer. Um, and, but this time, uh, it, it's a more specific question. So as before, it was just general questions uh, about, you know, what does it mean to be a Christian to you? Now it's what I'm curious about, uh, the holy curiosity concept. What I'm curious about, uh, questions I can ask that I pretty much don't know the answer, and he can answer, and I'll learn something. And then questions he can ask that he's genuinely curious, um, and I can give him the answer to that. So this is a concept that Noah's heard me ping about over the years, holy curiosity, which is the core belief is that Jesus... The work, the Holy Spirit is at work in us, such that He intends to use me to t- to reach you and you to reach me, and so we challenge each other to walk away with that concept, and offline from our coffee chest stuff, ask questions prayerfully. What what am I just curious about Noah? What am I curious about Dad? What do I just want to ask? And so we came back with some doozies, didn't we? Definitely. Yeah, so it freaked both of us out. So, um, oh, I forgot to change the lights. There we go. There's a family shot. Uh, Sorry, we didn't do that one. That's okay. So, um, first question, uh, which is from me to you. Um, where do you see room for comedy and humor in spiritual life? So, I love this question. So, the, the, where do you see room for comedy and humor in the spiritual life? So, I love this question because Noah came back and uh, Noah tells me he wants to be an attorney slash comedian. And... It, and, and it, and then he says, don't worry, Dad, I'm not planning to make my living as a comedian, unless I can. <laughs> but you guys have seen Noah with the God Squad, and he's active, and so com- comedy's, and he's even in an improv group, so it's a big part of his life. So I really liked it because it reflects that he was thinking, I wonder what Dad thinks about that, right? So, uh, you know, and so uh, in our context... Uh, where do you see room for comedy and humor in a spiritual life? Oh my gosh. And I'll just give examples. Uh, over the course of the last months, I, I, we have pictures of Micah in our living room and I'll often have coffee in the morning and talk to Jesus and Micah. And there's times where I'm, that's not going so well. And, uh, on repeated occasions, Noah comes in, I hear him coming up the stairs, I hear him singing. He's got one of his songs on. He's singing. He walks in the door. And he comes up and he flips his mom's ponytail, which irritates her. And, and she punches him every time. He does it knowing pain's coming. And uh, he just keeps us laughing along with his brother Paul. And uh, is there is there room for humor in comedy? And is there not? Uh, you know. And I started looking for verses on humor and laughter, and there's a litany of them. Uh, a cup one a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones, Proverbs seventeen twenty two. And we know that uh you can misuse humor, right? There's a place for it. I used Ephesians four twenty nine. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. But, but uh just like any gift God gives us, we can use it to his glory and we can misuse it. Um but uh, we were preparing for this, I went out and looked and there's a group Christian group that does improv in New York so you can imagine the qualities up there but um, they have a quote that I just love it says traditionally there have been two kinds of stories there are tragedies and comedies tragedies begin in peace 
but end in sorrow. Well, I get that. Comedies, however, move through sorrow and nail-biting danger, but end with deliverance and joy. And that makes the gospel the greatest comedic force in history. It not only turns our life into divine comedy, but it will eventually do the same for the history of the world. So do you see room for comedy and humor in your spiritual life? Oh my gosh. The answer is yes, Noah. Thank you. Next question. Okay. There we go. Um, so this is oh, I'm asking Noah this question. So again, I came back with him. Um, where do you see a role in your? Where do you see your role? I don't think we got that right. But where do you see your role as a faith leader, pastor in your life? Um, and when you first asked me this question, it was a little bit confusing um, because. Oh, uh, not only that, he, I asked him the question. And he looks at me like, oh, "What are you talking about? I'm not going to answer that." <laughs> Right, and I think uh, that's because you're asking the question, I mean, it's a very you question, um, and that's because um, when, uh, when I hear, you know, leader slash pastor, I think like, you know, staff. And he's thinking, where in the world did you get the idea that I was going to go to seminary and become a pastor? That's what he was right. thinking, right? I've told you. That. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but what you mean is that, I mean, every, every believer is a, a faith leader slash pastor in their own Just, way. Amen. Right. Um, which I mean, that's it's absolutely true, um, and that's it. Took a second for me to get that, um, and so I guess uh, my, my answer is, um, I, I want to be uh, more than anything. I want to be real with people, um, and that's um, I, I want to be a person who can uh, get people into the church uh, by being real with them, by um, by you know being the guy who they go. That guy goes to church not because you know I'm I'm leading a sinful life, but because I can be real with them and I can be I can be their friend without being you know the standard uh, church guy that they see. That because uh, there's um, especially today, um, as you would say in a in a post Christian society, um, uh, people have a stereotype about Christians that's kind of they're just uh, they're all about church and it's uh and it's you know they think they're better than you and they're like uh you know kind of hateful um and i want to be the person uh that breaks that stereotype uh definitely um and i want to be real with people um and so people can see that christians are real people all right. um in and out of the church right and i asked that question thank you mine got clapping yeah we didn't practice that no and I asked that question knowing you know has done this God squad stuff and I really asked, okay where is he at what's real here and that's his answer now and I love that answer thank you okay now we move on to the uh, most squeaky mic question um, and that's from me to you um, and it is uh, where when uh, in your life, do you think you're weakest in your faith? So, uh, when he first asked me this question, I totally tried to change it. So I, I read it as the way I wanted it to read. Noah's like, that's not what I asked. I said, no, I'm, I think, you know, it's, and he said, no, that's not what I asked. And he didn't really get why I was fighting him on it. I said, okay, I'll answer it for what comes to mind. And I answered it, and he goes, well, you can't share that. <laughs> I said, no, man, it's totally curiosity. You're, 
unbeknownst to you, you've smacked right dead center on my soul. So we're going to go with it. So uh, this is not an easy thing to share. So what came to mind when I was weakest in my faith, I was 19, maybe 20, living in Texas, away from family. I was depressed. And I, uh, I swallowed a bottle of pills with the intent that I wouldn't go on. And uh, that raises a whole lot of stuff in me. And we're not going to share a lot of that. I started to share this, and know it's like, Dad, that's not the point here. We're going we're gonna to get across to holy curiosity. You don't need to, he rescued me from that a couple of times. And that's the spirit at work, too. And uh, I'm going to share that, you know, the verses that came to mind in that time when I swallowed those pills I knew immediately I did not want my life to end and I cried out to the Lord and I told no I remember uh, I literally walked it seemed like for 24 hours but I just wasn't going to tell anybody but I wasn't going to stop uh, and the verses that came to mind are Psalm 42 and 43 and throughout Psalm 42 and 43 there's a phrase why are you cast down on my soul for I shall yet praise him and it was just an awareness in me that uh, I'm coming back to Jesus, that there's hope here. Um, and over the years, uh, I guess as I would, as I look back on that, I've learned to pursue God in my desperation. And over time, I've also recognized it doesn't necessarily mean the desperation goes away. So there's a pursuit in desperation. So. Thanks for the ping, buddy. Right. And I was both um, surprised and not surprised that I'd never heard that story before just because of uh, the nature of the story. So it was good. It just goes back to the point. And I think this one demonstrates uh, the point of the whole thing more than any other question, and that's uh, genuinely, genuine curiosity and a story from his life You know, met my question. Not exactly where I was uh, thinking it would go, but it was good for both of us. Okay, next question, uh, Noah. Again, this is I'm looking at Noah and who I see as a seven-year-old, and I'm curious. What has affected or influenced your faith walk most in the last three years? Um, and I'm going to kind of answer this question uh, general uh, to specifically. Um, and uh, generally, uh, I would say the youth group here, um, and we have a uh, we have a I, we have a great youth group here. Um, not only because a lot of youth groups. Um, uh, they have, you know, they have youth group, they have a place where kids just go, and it's at a church, and that's about uh, as um, the full extent of how they reach God. But I think um, our youth group here, and a, and a lot of youth groups in the area, is, uh, it's, it's a deeper youth group, um, and it's a group where I have found a lot of spiritual connection um, that's really, I guess, uh, jived with me, for lack of a better word. Jived. Um, like jived, right. Um, grooved. Um um, and just, uh, it, it's made me, over the last three or four years especially, it's really made me hungry for the Lord. Um, and it's, and it's brought me closer. And more specifically, uh, the small groups in youth group, uh, especially, uh, last year, uh, when I was in, uh, Pastor Jeff's youth group, that really got me, um, a lot of distance. Um, just because, uh, I was in a group that wasn't afraid to go deeper. Um, and I was, and I, and I had a youth pastor who wasn't afraid to go deep with me. Um, and I, and I still have that, and I still have a very supportive youth group. Um, and I think that that has affected me, uh, just so much, uh, and 
uh, that would be the answer. So I'm hearing that small group is key point there. Yes. And how, like how many people? Like four, four to five, uh, maybe six. Was it? And would you say it was intentional? De- definitely. It was. Um, y- you ask questions, and sometimes the answer. It's a lot like this. Sometimes the answer is a little bit shallower. Name tag. Um, and sometimes they were a lot deeper. And that, and you need a mix of both. Um, and it was really effective, and it just uh, made my hunger for the Lord grow more. Um, and so I moved on my own because it uh, made a hunger in me for the Lord. Thank you, buddy. So the final question we're both answering. By the way, it came up with a whole lot of questions. We never got here, but it made some good chats, though. Where do you think your faith walk is most challenged right now? Who's first here? I forgot. You're first. I'll go first. You're first. Okay. Age before wisdom, I guess. Um... So I, I told him I, I answered this like uh, differently every time we went through it. Where is my faith walk most challenged right now? I would say uh, in receiving the unconditional love of the Lord in myself and giving that back out. And then with that, a more than ever hunger, desire, even frustration to receive the love of the Lord with so much hope that I can I can share that with somebody else whether that person be 19 or 30 or 65 or whatever and that's that's my challenge right now and now I see and I see on the sheet here that you said you put trust down twice so you feel like trust is a big important part you of never that. ask that in all the practices no it's different yeah. You gotta be ready. Okay. Roll the punches. <laughs> okay, I, trust. Um, I actually been reading the book and it uses the term ruthless trust. And I think that's what faith comes down to, right? Is this ruthless, tenacious trust that Jesus is who he said he is and that his love is unconditional and his love for me today is the same it will not increase, it will not decrease, and uh, that ruthless trust is opening up uh, the Holy Spirit to do stuff in you. Great. Um, and my answer to the question is, uh, where do you think your faith walk is most challenged right now? Um, I would say that I have a hard way finding uh, finding a way around my fears of, and this circles back to the first question, the answer to the first question of, of being real uh, in an environment that's not church, especially uh, because it's hard uh, when I'm in school or when I'm you know just uh, hanging out with friends who might not necessarily be Christians. It's hard to be a real Christian um, and not just you know uh, a, a cool dude, right? It's hard to, uh, and I mean that's not just taking a conversation and just saying. You know, stopping in the middle and talking about God. But even when a, even when a conversation is naturally going that way, it's hard for me to, uh, find a way past my fears of being real with someone, um, which is super important. So I don't want to be a different person at church, uh, than I am everywhere else. So I want to be the same person, um, who can be real with people. And that's the hard, that's, I think that's, uh, the hardest part of my faith walk right now. So to me, the most exciting part of that is that you acknowledge that. That's what thrills me. Here's our wrap. 
So our wrap-up here is, uh, and we allowed each other some flexibility on what we would say here. Um, I think, you know, if maybe if we had to retitle this, we'd call it uh, Tragedy, Comedy, and Love. So tragedy is not unique to us. You have your tragedies. And, you know, I know I've talked enough to you regularly enough to know that some of those are big stuff uh, and arguably deeper than ours. We all have heard of tragedies in the news this week, and we will next week. God's desire is to uh, bring us through that sorrow into divine comedy where uh, Jesus is Lord and we're learning to rely on him with ruthless trust. So um, in the midst of tragedy, God is good. Jesus is Lord. And uh, my hope is that I and Noah and you will surrender to that more every day. We'll end with this prayer. I can't already read that, so I will read that. It seems pretty uh, desperate, but it is a desperate prayer. May all your expectations be frustrated. May all your plans be thwarted. May all your desires be withered into nothingness. That you may experience the powerlessness and poverty of a child and sing and dance in the love of God, who is Father, Son, and Spirit. May you experience the wonder and beauty of yourself as Abba's child and temple of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's from Brother Manning. That gets a wrap.